This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Jack Witherington, Head of Public Affairs and Public Policy at AAT. And we're here to discuss how to avoid mistakes going into the new financial year. Thank you for joining us, Jack. Hi, Clayton. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. Tell me about your AAT campaign to get more of us doing our research before appointing an accountant or tax advisor. AAT's uh, campaign is called Accountable, which is calling for compulsory membership of a professional body for anyone who provides paid for accountancy or, or tax advice services. And this really sticks to a point that a lot of people probably don't know that anyone can call themselves an accountant, even if they don't have a qualification. And two thirds of complaints on tax advice made to HMRC come from a third of the profession, which has no regulation and is not part of a professional body. And that really sets out the significant risks that come from using an, an unregulated accountant. A lot of this came about via research. Is that correct? Yes. So we recently published a survey of small businesses, which looked into some of the danger areas of using accountants. And what that found was 42% of those that responded had lost money due to poor accounting, and 51% had had to hire a qualified accountant to correct the mistakes of a previous unqualified accountant's work. We've heard much wider than that, not just from survey research, but from primary sources that have said that businesses particularly those that are very small and self-employed, have really faced a lot of harm by using an unqualified accountant, including up to facing the brink of bankruptcy. This new survey really highlights what the problems actually are with using unqualified accountants, but also the benefits that can come from using a good accountant too. 70% of respondents said they saved money from good accounting. You should really take your time when choosing your accountant and not just prioritise cost over everything else because it can come back to bite you when it comes to the end of the tax year. You may not have been able to glean this information from the survey, but why do so many of us feel so willing to hand over our financial documents to accountants without seeing if they're qualified? I think uh, part of it is awareness. I mean, it, it surprised me when uh, I discovered that there was such a huge amount of the profession that don't have the qualifications that, you know, I could call myself an accountant tomorrow having no qualifications. You know, I wouldn't have the first clue about how to handle certain business areas. Uh, so there's an awareness point to it that I think everyone just assumes that there is regulation in the sector and that's something we want to see change. But Secondly, I think it, there's also an element of cost to it as well. Of course, in this very tough economic climate, people are looking to drive down costs. You know, this survey showed that 41% of respondents uh, prioritise cost over checking an accountant's qualifications. But a similar proportion of that said that they'd also lost money from poor accounting. So it's something that's worth doing, doing your due diligence and making sure putting your trust into the right person who is appropriately qualified. Here on Podcast Radio Business, we have a lot of self-employed people listening and tuning in. Can you say why are self-employed people more likely to prioritise cost over qualifications when appointing an accountant? The lower costs and the promises and the marketing that's made to the self-employed is over-promise and under-deliver. Uh, you can see adverts on social media that talk about 100% uh, guaranteed to get a certain tax relief uh, for your business. And that's really irresponsible. That cohort of unregulated accountants, there, there is no oversight. Uh, when you use a member of a professional body, uh, you're not just getting someone who's got an appropriate qualification, but they're also required to meet certain ethical and professional standards. 
And if they don't meet those standards in AAT's case, you can make a complaint to AAT and we will look into it. And there's certain disciplinary measures that we can use to sanction that member. Other elements of professional body membership also include holding insurance to cover their customers when things go wrong. So they're required to hold indemnity insurance, which again, there is no uh, requirement for, for unregulated uh, accountants. So I think you know there's, cert- there's certainly obviously a lot that's being promised and, and a lot that's over-advertised and is very irresponsible. And that really, again, seeks to the root of the problem that you need to make sure that the, the person you're entrusting your tax affairs with has that oversight from a recognised professional body. Also, you mentioned previously that there were a percentage of people who have lost money due to poor accounting. Can you say exactly how much, or roughly in terms of the figures involved, are those people who have lost money and also any particular sector or particular type of business that's been mostly affected by this? So I, I don't think there's a particularly one one sector. Um, the, the survey showed uh, 42% of small businesses lost money due to poor accounting. But we, we've seen this across different sectors. Research we've done with AAT members has shown that 77% of AAT accountants had witnessed malpractice by unregulated agents and our licensed members operate across all kinds of different sectors. Whilst there are a lot of good accountants that are out there, yes, what percentage of people have overpaid on tax or missed a tax deadline due to an accountant who really wasn't quite up to scratch? The survey that we did showed that a quarter of respondents, 25% had overpaid on tax that's not necessarily because of the accountant. And I think one of the top mistakes that was seen in, in the past year of when people were doing their taxes is not making sure that you get your deadlines in your diary straight away and that you don't wait to the last minute to do your tax return. But certainly there is anecdotal case studies that we have that showed where businesses have overpaid on tax that, and in fact, in some areas where uh, the accountants pocketed the money. And you know it's really unscrupulous. And so, our, when our members witness these kind of horror stories, we do we do see a lot of evidence that there's, there's there's an issue there as well. One of the things that was presented to us, AAT had kindly set out the top five mistakes and top five tips for avoiding a mistake in relation to an accountant. You know, you've got some great ones here, and I'm going to reel them off briefly. I'm using unregulated accountants not knowing your deadlines, waiting to enlist help, not having your paperwork in order and not putting money aside to pay for your tax bill. It's difficult to necessarily pick one, but if you had to, which one would you pick as the top priority in terms of mistakes to avoid? I think it is this using unregulated accountants because it links to all the other mistakes typically. If you're using an accountant that is a member of a professional body, Um, They do have to meet certain professional standards, but that also means that they'll keep on top of things to help you with knowing your deadlines, keeping the paperwork in order. So I think that encompasses all of those mistakes is making sure you pick the right person, the one that's appropriately qualified. There is more information on the Accountable Campaign website at aatcomment.org.uk forward slash accountable, which has free advice and guidance on there about how you can look to avoid these mistakes, as well as what you should be looking out for in an accountant. That's excellent. But at the same time, those are sort of necessarily negative things in terms of dealing with an accountant. There are some positive 
things that you can take on board. And you've also given a list of these, which is these are the top five, which are writing a business plan, getting organized now, getting your data sorted, sharpening your business skills and consider using a regulated accountant. I would assume that using a regulated accountant is going to be the springboard for everything else that you do. Absolutely. And uh, I think there's the training aspect as well is is something that's really useful. The Accountable Campaign website does have a lot of free resources and guidance, uh, but there are also other online training and uh, support that small businesses can look into. There's the website Informi, I-N-F-O-R-M-I, which provides a lot of free guidance for how to set up and run your own business. And there are free and paid for training skills to help educate you on certain areas of finance like bookkeeping, reading business books and articles. So yes, absolutely consider using regulated accountants should be the first priority to look at. But there's also a lot of other training out there that can support a self-employed or small business, really get the basics, get a grounding of um, how to look after their accounts, which can be really beneficial too. How often should people review their accountant's performance? I think that comes into play with the professional body as well, that there is a route for a, a redress if you have a problem with your accountant. Certainly, they do need to meet certain standards and they also need to make sure that they've got their knowledge up to date. But importantly, they also are required to have that insurance cover if things go wrong. Absolutely, they should be making sure regularly that their accountant is on top of things. But you can also have a bit of reassurance that there is some oversight provided by the professional body in question to make sure that the member has got everything under control. What should our listeners do if they suspect that their accountant is A, not doing their job, or if their accountant isn't really an accountant at all? So I think you've really hit on one of the primary reasons why we're so concerned and why we set up this campaign. Because if it's an unregulated accountant, there is very limited redress if there's uh, evidence of poor behaviour. You can make a complaint to HMRC, but HMRC have very stretched resources already to police this profession. If they are a professional member, there's much clearer routes to redress. You can complain to HMRC as well, but you can also go straight to the professional body who will have disciplinary procedures to look into the case. And if they've found that the accountant has been poor performing, that there are fines and other sanctions, including kicking them out, excluding them from membership if their behaviour is so poor, something you'll find across professional bodies like AAT. But again, if, if they're not appropriately qualified, if they're not part of a professional body, it's actually very limited avenues for, for complaints or redress, unfortunately. Is there a place, I know for solicitors, for example, there's Solicitors Regulation Authority and you can go, or the Law Society, you can go onto the website and you can see whether somebody is, their name's down as a solicitor or not. Is there something similar for accountants? Uh, there, there is for each professional body. So if you're interested in using an AAT accountant, you can go onto our website, aat.org.uk. We have a membership directory and you can check against that. You can also ask the accountant in question about their qualifications as well. There's no central repository for membership information across professional bodies. But again, if the government delivered what we're calling for, which is to have a compulsory requirement for membership, then you wouldn't need that problem. What would be your advice to an established business or a new business in terms of whether they're continuing their accountant journey or they're just beginning? What would your advice be to them? 
my advice would be that make sure that you're using a regulated accountant, that they are appropriately qualified and part of a professional body. It's too risky to take that for granted. You can really suffer the consequences at the end of the tax year. And even if you've, you're used to an accountant, if you don't know that they're part of a professional body, you are opening yourselves up to risks that could otherwise be avoided. And so I, I, I would, if you haven't done it already, that would be definitely be my first bit of advice is making sure that they're part of AAT or another professional body. So you've got that reassurance that they are appropriately qualified, that they do have to keep their knowledge up to date on any recent tax changes. And that will give you a much better reassurance that you know, there is there is a bit of oversight and cover for you. Well, it's a brand new tax year. And obviously, we're at the start of a new financial journey for many businesses. Where can they find out more information about this? So the, the Accountable uh, website is definitely a great place to start. That's aatcomment.org.uk forward slash accountable. If you're interested in more of that free guidance that uh, I was speaking about on the Informe website, uh, you can go to that page, which as Informe is spelled I-N-F-O-R-M-I.co.uk. And if you're interested in learning more about other training courses or that you could have for yourself or to look at uh, the membership directory, That's AAT's website, aat.org.uk. Jack Witherington, Head of Public Affairs and Public Policy at AAT. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you. You're most welcome.